Yeah. What's up, everyone? Yeah. All right. It's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. I it's want to pick that the, song. It's all about the Susan B. Anthony's. <laughs> um, all right. Well, our guest just left. So, um, all right. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in, LE2B. I'm here with Eric B. I am Tom McCaffrey. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm a rhymer. Um, so yeah, we uh we have a guest, but a returning guest. But before you get into, please rate and review. Join our Patreon for bonus content, uh, behind the scenes making of the show, special interviews, um, a uh, personal camera in my room. <laughs> A P camp. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that fun stuff. So, um, well, the reason why I played, guess, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason why I played that song about the Benjamins is because it's about money, and uh, we're having a little writer strike that uh, I think Josh is caught up in, and we wanted to hear his insight. To our start next the guest show. is our next guest is is all about the Benjamins, as we all know. <laughs> you know, I've always been a money, money guy. I've always been obsessed <laughs> with money. He's always flaunting his 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 wealth and money. No, but that's um, what right. the strike is about. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm bl- I blurred my background on the screens because I don't want you guys to see my gold plated um, head. <laughs> so Josh Comer is, is um is our guest. He's been here before. He's a writer, comedian. We've known him for. I've probably known you for about fifty years now. Is that- <laughs> it feels like it. Fifty years. That's right. 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 Um, we knew you since that song was actually popular. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I knew you before hip hop existed. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, so yeah, what's um, what's going on? We uh, let's get into the writer strike. How's uh, sure. you, you said before we started? You you've been picketing. Is that how, yeah. how's that going? Is it fun or actually as fun it, as it looks? I gotta say, first of all, you know, I've been kind of isolated, even though I have a family. I hide from them often. Uh, you know, with the pandemic, I've just been so isolated, I feel like, and even after a little bit so, kind of stayed in hermit mode. So, like, yeah, I've been picketing every day for a couple hours. Where and, do you go? Well, there's different <clears> – <throat> there's, like, a bunch of different locations. So I've just been mostly going to the one near me, which is it's um, Beverly on CBS. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's not the sexy, glamorous one that the celebs show up at Uh, did get a coffee truck this week, which was cool. Sometimes people just, you know, send a, you know, like I think the late night host one said, you know, another uh, location had like, you know, a a chicken and waffle truck, like, you know, just like everyone can write for the writer. So, you know, that's all on them. Um, I like how you, you said you went to the closest one, like you're, you're protesting, but you know, I don't mean could... by it. Yeah. No, I'm what's actually okay. So, so I got to see before we get in there. What's going on with the uh, the key grip strike? Oh man, those <laughs> guys, gonna... they have serious demands. They want big keys. <laughs> they want to know what they are. Friends. They're tired okay. of picking up things without rubber covering. I yeah. don't know. Um, all right, that was great. We'll cut that out. All right. So I'm sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. I'm sorry. To <laughs> um. Yeah, so so that's where I've been like that's by default I go there, but I've been checking out other places like uh Paramount. Uh that is a very popular hopping uh uh scene there. Like there's mm. there's celebrities. It's really funny. In Hollywood, everything has a hierarchy and like a cool <laughs> oh, yeah. scene. Just oh, yeah. like, we all... it, it, even striking. It's like you are know you, the, uh... 
<laughs> you know, eventually not, they're, they're no, not going to. It gonna totally look. is like Adam Schiff and and like uh, Rob Lowe. Like everyone shows up at at uh, Paramount. Like we we don't we haven't gotten anybody. At, Would you? Uh, are you not allowed to protest there? Like are the, yeah, yeah, no, be, you go protest wherever you want. You, you have to be no, but you have to be an A lister, that kind of thing. It's like oh, velvet, uh, velvet rope of protesting. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah. you have to. Uh, you can always tell like the celebrities, even if you don't even know they're actors. Because who's come by your picket line, like um, <laughs> Breck and Meyer. <laughs> Well, you know, they had like uh, that's a good reference. Weezer, Weezer yeah. did Netflix at, uh, the other day, so Netflix gets a lot of like celebs and performances. I think we got Paul Anka one day, and that was like, uh, are you joking? Yeah, of course I'm joking. <laughs> that was a good one too. Kind of a CBS, or also Isaac from joke. The Love Boat. <laughs> to, the riff on CBS used to be that they're for old people, but that that's probably not even a familiar. Kind of no, I think it used to be was, but no, not anymore. No, you know what it is? It's TV is for old people. It's not yeah. just CBS. Broadcast. Of course, we're all right. probably going to broadcast because they're all trying to, you know, put fucking commercial options in one of their tiers. So it's like, oh, so like television. Can yeah. you? Okay. So I know, you know, pe- most people I think are, aren't familiar with, I mean, I barely am. So what exactly are the main issues? It's, I know streaming has changed, you know, the whole, you know, everything about the business, but is it, what are the main problems and demands? Is it like residuals or like they, they're trying to get more money for the, or get rid of like the mini writers rooms or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, the mini, the mini uh, writers rooms is definitely something. What is that? Can you explain what that is? That I didn't really get that much. Uh, I know. I know. I had to kind of learn it because, you know, I'm from like the late night, uh, like variety stuff. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff I'm learning and I'm not familiar with, but, uh, you know, cause it's like a lot of, you know, a lot of it has to do with scripted. I'll just say yeah. I know for late night writers, they wanted who, who work on like 13 week contracts. And if like, say they get rid of you before that 13 weeks is up, they still have to pay you for whatever. If you, they get rid of you after the first week, you, they, you, they have to pay you for 12. Uh, they want to, they want late night writers to, um, be paid day rates which is insane. You know, like that's like saying we can fire you any day and the host has a visit oh. or whatever. You fuck up one day, you're gone. You know, there's, it's just, oh. it's, it's just, it's, and I can also imagine them being like, you know, we kind of banked a lot of stuff uh, for Friday, you know, for Friday's show. So we can, we can probably. Yeah. Stay home. I mean, I, I guess that could happen. I don't know. Was that that that's in place, or they wanted to put that? In I think place? that's that. No, that's not in place. That's so they the uh, the AMPTP is what they they proposed, which is fucking nuts. But everything else seems to be geared toward like feature writers and sit, you know, or half hour or drama writers. Well, uh, as union as that go, they they make you make your demands, and then they'll make demands that they don't know that they don't really care about, just so that you when you meet in the middle, they cut off things that they never really wanted to be in the, in the right. first place. So right. that day, I think there's even a name for that, but like that day rate thing sounds like it's just something that they would be willing to jettison as long as you give up some other right, you know, or, um, or demand. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I can't say what is being dangled just to that. They'd be happy to just drop and feel like that's a win for us. I, I, I can't, I, who knows? I don't know. But um, okay, so but 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 you mentioned mini room, so like that's that's a pretty that's a pretty big thing, and that's like you know they used to order uh, uh, how they do it, they would order like a uh, um, a pilot, uh, someone would write a pilot, then they'd make the pilot, 
And then if the pilot took off, you know, there'd be, um, you know, they hired full of writers and in the old broadcast days, you know, we're talking like long seasons, not just eight to 10 episodes, which things are gearing toward now. So now it's like eight to 10 episodes and, you know, they'll hire a showrunner and they want to write out that whole season, not just for a pilot, that whole season up front with, and they'll pay the, the, you know, the experienced showrunner writer, um, less than they would normally get um, in the old system. And he he or she would only be able, or they would only be able to write like, uh, or hire like a few writers. And these would be very condensed schedules. So they're hiring less writers. They're working less time. They're being paid less. So they would basically be like, okay, come in and write this whole show in like four weeks and then yeah get out of and here. then and then you can see how easy it would be to like you know just just in some you know like the lesser you know just keep the showrunner who or the showrunner yeah overworked like dogs and get rid of like some of the other people and the other people by the way probably wouldn't be people since they only can hire a fraction of what they normally would have in the broadcast days or you know uh they wouldn't mm-hmm. hire inexperienced writers because if they can only hire like two or three writers where normally you might have a staff of 12 or whatever you know they're not going to be, um, <clears throat> and yeah. they're, they're they're just ex- assuming that they're, the they're not going to they're not going to choose an experienced one. So that's that 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 hurts people trying to break in or get experience. Oh. And also, even if you do have someone experienced, another another issue is like, you know, they're not no one's being trained since they're leaning on the showrunners for so much. No one's being trained to be like on set. You know, they're feeling so. That's a big thing I read that like people will be hired as writers now and are never never go to the set of the show which is like an odd why do you think and it's not like there's no writing done on the set you know what i mean like yeah editing is kind of writing on the set like everyone's just going to take the script when the fuck does that happen like nothing changes i mean this has been like a like an old you know an old age narrative in in showbiz like why do you think the writers get like so little why do they look at writers as such a like a not important aspect of the entertainment industry process. I, I don't know. It, it beats me um, because there's always like the old joke. I remember even from before, I, like it was always like, "Oh, did you hear about that that, that woman who, you know, totally blew it?" But she went to Hollywood and slept with a writer. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like it was kind of considered they had no power whatsoever, which is such an odd. And they always and seem I, to be trying to get rid of them somehow, like to cut I, them I, out of. No, uh, I, th- I think it's been worse in the last how many years because of the reality shows, which I know they have writers anyway. But they yeah. they pretend like they can just do shows without without them. Well, well I used to do a show like those talking head shows like <clears> years ago, which first of all were like made by like you know VH1 and MTV, and it was like the budget, you know, the, the, you know these huge corporations, and literally the <laughs> the production was like a chair in front of a green screen, <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. they'd pay you like nothing, and then they'd be like, yeah, here's some topics, like write a bunch of jokes, you know, but yeah. I wasn't a writer and they'd be like, yeah, the writers came up with some ideas, but write jokes. And I'm so I was writing all the fucking jokes, but I'm, I wasn't a writer. So which is bullshit. You're right. You know, you're, you're writing for the show. It's like, it might as well be fucking Twitter, right? You're writing free content. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just, you're so, they, you know, they bank, exposure. Like, and they I, bank on the fact that you're like trying to get your foot in the door and want the exposure. So well, actually I, I wish I had the quote, but I think it was that dude, um, what's his face? Zaslow, who everyone hates is the yeah. bad guy and all this. I, 
I want to find the quote, but I, it was basically like writers need to write and they, they, you know, they'll be want to do what they're passionate about. It was like so dismissive and shitty, you know, mm-hmm. like if we don't want to get paid, but I do think, I do think, you know, you asked why writers are, are so devalued. And um, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's also like a personality thing, like we're, you know, just our, our personalities are more, um, like passive and not as like passive alpha. And, yeah, yeah. Like we're intellectual behind the and, scenes and and we yeah, and, and we just want our stuff to be done so bad. But I guess you can say that about actors. I don't know. But but now, you know, the threat, I mean, uh, you know, the WJ leadership is I think rightfully so, like saying this is kind of an existential threat, you know, because the strike is a pretty big <clears throat> drastic option. Do you how do you feel? How do people what's the mood? Or I know when something like this starts, everyone's probably pretty jacked up about it, but it feels it sounds like from people saying that it's going to go a long time. Is, is that what yeah. people are kind of predicting? I, I think I think it is because they're not even fucking they're not even talking. And then on top of that, there's like, you know, SAG just uh all throughout like they put a vote out to their uh members whether they were gonna strike. So and and on Friday, there's like this big all union rally downtown in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like I, I feel like it's you know, the unions are coalescing and be like, yeah, this is bullshit. Everyone's getting fucked while these these people make tons of money. They've devalued us. And, you know, another reason they're, I think, devaluing writers uh, uh, now is because like it's it's the mini, you know, like yeah. it, it's uh, some people would describe it as like, oh, uh, they're, they're trying to turn us into gig workers. You know, yeah. we these mini rooms and it's not it's less money. You're on it for less time. And like people think like, oh, you write for TV. You must be at the big mansion in Beverly Hills. And mm-hmm. it's just not true. Like there's when like, do you think that shifted? When do you think that's was it like in the last 12 years? That well, that started to I'll, I'll, I'll just say I'll just say this. I have like I have some stats at the ready. Let me just uh, because that is what's because the whole thing with showbiz was mm-hmm. supposed to be like the big pay. It was a it was a risk and it, it was hard. And you like, you know, you were kind of like gambling with like hopefully but the payoff was supposed to be you get yeah. you got money. Now yeah. it's like you get in there and you don't you don't get any money. It's just well, like I, what's the yeah. point? No, of it? it's not a wise career choice. So and like, I, oh, I just go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to give you some like yeah because you yeah Tom asked when it happened. So I'll just read you some stats here. When accounting for inflation, screen pay has declined 14 percent in the last five years. Okay, so that's a big chunk. Ten years ago, 33 percent of T writers were paid minimum. Now, now what what is the minimum by now, the way? Well, I guess it depend I guess it depended on the year. I I you know, again, I I don't know for scripted stuff. I just not that's not yeah. my world yet. Hopefully it will be sometime. But uh like uh, 10 years ago so 10 years ago 33% of of writers were paid minimum. Now half of them work at minimum. Wow. Like that's that's pretty crazy. And when, well, can I ask I know like so what is the for, for the for writing for the late night shows is yeah. that that seems like it would have still have more stability and maybe mm-hmm. kind of like the old template but because that hasn't changed because they still do mm-hmm. you know a certain yeah. amount of episodes every year so yeah. did, and not, not not to get into like you know but like when you were doing it like when you started doing it were you were you making like a pretty good living on it like you're I mean, making yeah i mean i was and if <laughs> doing it now i would be you know like i mean yeah, I, I I would say 
owes a good living. Um, has that shifted? Like, has well, that- well, here's the thing: everything that's on sh- shifting Netflix kind of changed changed everything, mm-hmm. and they're actually the biggest bad guys in this. Um, and that's what I just want to bring up real quickly because well, I, well, we'll just say late, late night late night shows that are streaming that that's a whole different cat. They're not mm-hmm. getting paid what you know guys at Colbert or other shows are getting paid. right. You know, because it's stream, and that's the whole fucking thing with Netflix is they don't open, they don't tell you, they tell you how many subscribers, but you don't know how many times they've watched your fucking yeah. show. So, so like it's completely, it's almost like this Netflix for the last. I, I guess no, you know, I, I don't, I wasn't around for the last strike. I mean, I wasn't in the guild, but uh, you know, like this AI stuff. I don't know. You got to think ahead to what the technology is going to be. I don't know that anybody knew like streaming was going to be as big as it was. Yeah, that was yes, the one. You don't get paid for residuals. They won't fucking tell you how many people watch each show, how many times. Right. And you know, it's it's like the residuals are are shit. Whereas for broadcast, yeah. we're great. So I know that times are changing, but it, no, you I need mean, residuals. Like, on that. Well, okay, but we we you know you're going to need writers still. So I think a lot of this though. I think a lot of this has to do with like seven, eight years ago, like with Netflix and all these streaming services, it was like when the internet first started, everyone was throwing tons of money at all these companies, investors and stuff. They were giving like Ryan Murphy, these huge contracts to run shows. And now they, the, the investors, the the wall street want them to produce a profit. And this is the story came out today. I don't know if you saw this that Netflix now is going to be going after people who are sharing passwords. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I think they just, they just, uh, did something that, uh, uh, can block that. I think they just, uh, initiate from what I read, they just said they're sending you, they're going to start sending you emails that for every other I saw house, something about it yesterday. Yeah. That they were like, else finally like, cracking down. Oh, like so, when you want to sign in or something, you get an E, you get a, I don't know. Yeah. You'll, they'll, they'll go, um, everyone has to pay an extra seven ninety nine. So if it's like four people in your family, your Netflix bill is going to be, you know, ridiculous. So wait, what everyone, that's what, that's what the article says, but I don't really know how they're doing it. And uh, well, there's a lot of people are going to get very pissed off from that. Well, I'm yeah. all for everyone sharing their fucking Netflix password now, you know? Um, do you also, one thing I want to say is like, um, is also like an obstacle is like um, the, the optics of it where there's kind of a perception of, of what you said before, like people write for TV and write in Hollywood of like, having these cushy lives making a lot of money for what they kind most people probably like what are they doing just sitting in a room like talking yeah. and it's like uh, so it's kind of it's it's hard to like get any sympathy or empathy are you finding that that people are just kind of like ah who can you guys whatever who cares well, not not i mean well let, let's put it this way it um we people honk for us I, I feel a lot of support from people driving by and just in general from other unions uh you feel i'd be in the town definitely yeah yeah I'm yeah saying. in this town right it, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's la so if God. you were protesting in I, texas I, I, you I got that. people like yeah are gonna be like fuck fuck these guys yeah. but um i think uh Ah, uh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Um, Just like the... Okay. the, the, okay. the okay. Yeah, okay. like it's hard so, to get so, sympathy. Listen, I'll tell you that I had a weird moment today. Like, you're supposed to... When you're when you're striking, you're you're, you're trying to be disruptive. You know, like, you, you don't want to... Like, we don't want cars to pass when we have the right-of-way, meaning when we're just walking back and forth. Light changes? Okay, now you can drive into CBS. But mm-hmm. we're supposed to just, like, block block them. So this one guy mm-hmm. pulled up, and but he actually wasn't trying to get in, front, in a Tesla. Wasn't trying to get into CBS. He just rolls down his window and I'm right there. And he says, Hey, uh, Hey, so what, is, this is like a strike. I'm like, what the fuck town are you living in? What are you, 
And then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, hey, for like, and just can you tell me what it's about in like five seconds? And so this is what I would, I to, what I told him. I Who was that? The CEO also, of Netflix? I know. <laughs> uh, Good, yeah. uh, I, I said, he's like, yeah, tell me, tell me in five seconds. I'm like, okay, can I get you anything to drink too? Well, you know, but yeah. I, I was like, I was like, okay, all right. Um, uh, uh, greedy bastards <clears throat> want to screw writers. And that's like, it's a story. It's like a, it's just a right corporations fucking over the little man. Sure. We make a lot, but compared to like what yeah. they make, that's the, that's the, and how issue. has it gone down? Yeah. So Be- that, so it, you know, if people, I mean, that the most basic way, I, I don't th- see any, you know, anybody who's been in that position can say, uh, you know, I think they'd be that would open their eyes if you think. Well, like, and, and how terrifying is it? Because the whole thing, if like you're making your living at this and you're making, and then all of a sudden they're just kind of taking away a lot of your livelihood mm-hmm. in terms of like cutting it down, you know? Yeah. Where I mean, you can, I mean, it must be like terrifying. I mean, like, I mean, you know? it, it's, 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 you know, a lot of people are struggling. And here's the thing like, I met, I mean, I think we should talk about the picket lines a lot because that's kind of like this. Well, actually, one one question I would ask about the picket lines, because I asked another writer who's striking. I'm like, you're all writers. So is the pressure to write a really good sign important, like funny or interesting? Because I, um, this one writer I talked to, she's like, "Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of felt that you feel that." Pressure. You can tell the out. You can tell that more out of work writers from the, their signs. Yeah, well, you don't, yeah, you don't mean, have a hack sign like "Hell no, we won't go." You know, you gotta. You know. Hell no, we won't go. That's hack. Um, I, I mean, that's a good one for Sesame Street writer. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Like, I, yeah. I mean, you want to have kind of a, a a good sign. But what's weird is, and this is this is something I didn't expect. So the first week, everyone comes. You write a sign. You know, you you know they. Have and I saw, I saw, I saw Josh's sign. It said, "Jews will not replace us." So yeah, that was, yeah. That was good. I mean, um, <laughs> actually, no. Was, uh, you didn't. You misread. It was uh, Jews will replace you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, um, but uh, yeah, dude, there is there. You want you want a funny sign and. Uh, but, but what happens is after like the first week, I realized I, you know, I was going back and I'd like bring my sign back and, but, uh, but the, people aren't, you know, you don't want to schlep a sign all the time. So like you just go there and you flip through the signs that are already made and, pick one. <laughs> and I feel like I'm stealing someone else's jokes. So, so if I don't have my own sign, I'm going to like, just, I'm going to either write one there if they have any blank ones or, or pick like kind of a. Or just walk around with a blank. Right. It'd be like a comic calling you out on a stolen joke. Hey, you know, I had that sign last week. Uh, I know. I feel like I'm you, stealing you could, jokes. Yeah, you could hold that sign out of town, but in the yeah. city. What is <laughs> what is your the sign that you picked say? Dating is crazy? Yeah, yeah. I feel, what did I have today? Oh, no. Today I brought one of mine that I feel like bombed, and I just wanted to leave and get rid of it. Oh, I want to hear it. Is there, okay, so there's signs like... Like, uh, I've seen a lot of signs, uh, like, uh, Hey, if you pay us a fair wage, if you want to find out what happens to yellow on yellow jackets, or, you know, mm-hmm. and so, right. Like, right. Hey, pay, pay writers a fair wage. If you want to find out what happens to George Santos, you know, <laughs> but I like that. do people is, do some, do some people get too blue with their, their signs? Like, um, yeah, 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 sure. You know, you get like, you, you know, know, like, um, so-and-so is a cunt. <laughs> I, know, I, I haven't seen the word on many lines. Uh, or many signs, but uh, I, 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 my best one, which I guess I left at one of the places, was uh, stop making us exercise. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, but, uh, it, it, yeah. But have no, you it, sat it, at home like fun. writing, trying to write, like come up with a good sign? I'm um, so embarrassed to say yes, I have. I know. I, I'm telling you, you say what, well, of course you. Ha- I would. Why not? Like what? Um, this but comedian. Then, then this I feel com- stupid. Like that Santos line. No one has said anything. I think also people are le- reading less signs. It's like I'm kind of like a little bit numb to signs at this point. But uh, you know, and then I was like, oh, no one's no one's complimented it. You know, it's. <clears throat> Do people um so you were saying when people try and go into the studio, you, you guys block them, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that's where people like you know get hit by cars, uh, which happens yeah. uh universal, I think. But um and then the Pinkerton cops come out and smash your heads in, right? Yeah. That's yeah. an old reference, right? There, Do people but... heckle you? Well, actually, it's funny. Uh yeah, I, I there's been like ver- very little, but like there's been a, a few cars. There was one like looked like a fucking Trumper out of out of place in L.A. driving down Beverly. He's like, "You guys are writing shit anyway," you know. Like there's been like I- I've had that like two or three times. I've heard that. That probably it, was Trump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, if you um if you're like carrying a sign and you're like like walking home and you got your strike t you know, I gave everyone t-shirts and stuff. Like I had this. This is crazy that, you know, people will stop and talk to you. They'll be like, hey, you, you a television writer? You're on strike. Like this guy was like, I don't know, city worker or something. And he's like, hey, you a writer? Hey, man, well, how come they all write? How come you guys write such trash? You know, I, you know, I, I wasn't going to get confrontational because he didn't seem like overly aggressive. It almost seemed like he really wanted to know an answer. Right. And I was like, I mean, you know, because that's what sells. But also, like, come on, there's got to be something you like on TV. He's like, oh, man, I like the soap operas. I'm oh, like, no. Oh. I'm like, oh, man, that's rough because they're going to be they're They're, they're not going to be around. You know, there's only so much writing ahead that they've done with those. And then, yeah, yeah but, you know, they got the, you know, I like the lingerie, the Colombian girls in lingerie. Like those scenes, they don't do that. They don't do the sex scenes anymore. He's like, I've been in jail for 25. I was in jail for 25 years. We, you know, that's what we love that shit. I was like, red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then he kept going with like different types of. Uh, Has this guy ever heard of porn? Girls <laughs> Has this guy ever heard of porn? I mean, well, that's, I know I wouldn't say that, but I didn't. Why wanna, do you guys write such step, trash? What do you like? Step, soap operas? I know. I, I don't want to step. I know. I mean, if somebody thinks wrong with like, that. I mean, what you, what you just said, Tom, and this guy wants to see girls in negligee when he can go on the Pornhub and see fucking. You know, I you know say, what the hell are you talking about? I know. I was like ready to. You could probably like find that. a video of him getting blown on the internet <laughs> somewhere. He probably had like a swimsuit issue in his trunk, and that was like. Fucking, um. Uh, so I um so how long ha- have you been picketing for the last how long has it been going yeah, on? Like, like three weeks? This is, this is week three. Have but, you have, have like, you witnessed anything really crazy? you know, besides someone getting hit by a car? Um uh have you witnessed no, but um uh, you know, I think it's uh, uh, let me just tell you how the picket line experience is. Yeah, I, I want like, I want to hear. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've seen anything crazy. All right, so like I said, there's all these different locations. I, I, you know, I have one that's close to me. I don't have to worry about parking. I can walk to it. That's CBS. But then there's other. He's ones like Norma Ray over here. I, I, uh, <laughs> Believe me, that's the way I'd be picketing too. I, I, but, but I have sampled other lines. Okay, all right. So people do that because here's what happens: you're in a line, whatever fucking line it is, and conversations just come so easy. There's like a layer that's lopped mm. off of you know getting to right. know. You. And just what kind of, you know, you ask, you don't ask, what were you working on? Some people do that. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking nothing. Thanks. Um, it's the first time I've been out of the house in two years. But, <laughs> um, but you know, conversations come really easy. And 
you, you ask, what kind of writing do you do? It's a polite, you know, a nicer way to do it. So no one's put in a shitty spot. Are you writing soap operas with Colombian for the past ten years? <laughs> you writing soap operas with Colombian women? Because I know a guy who's uh, interested. I, I, yeah, there's I a know. big market I, for I mean, that in LA. I was like, I think I can write some erotica for you, sir. <laughs> anyway, um, so so you know, like I've met like so many people where I just you know just they just. Is that up? Like, how's it going? Or, you know, uh, what kind of writing do you do? And then, you know, I'm talking to like, you know, someone who writes features. I'm talking to someone who writes uh, sitcoms <clears throat> and I'm running into old friends or people I haven't seen in a decade. And and then you kind of like can peel off like from the, from each other. And it's not like awkward to be passing them 50 times mm. either alone or talking with other people. Mm. So it's actually a really... I think it's, I mean, who knows, maybe week five will be rougher, you know, but it, it's really, a, a, it's kind of a good vibes, good, you know. I, I kind of feel like it might be a good way to network when things well, open. I was going to say, it's probably yeah. a great way but to get a job. I mean, I, that's my Achilles. I can't network, you know, but like, I guess I can have conversations with people online. So I guess I am. And this is like the best yeah. way for me to do it. I can't just, cause it's not blatant. Like some people are just like, you know, the latently network. What's your, what's your name? What's your number? What can you do for me? And not in those words, but. I can't do that. So yeah, there are a lot of people friendly the, with people and, and no, but that's all you can do. You can't ask someone for a job when they don't have one. So you just, well, have I to know, chat. But, you know, you just, you just, <clears throat> you're me, you know, you're, you're, you're reminding people you exist, I guess, uh, too. um, people that know you. Who have but, you seen anyone from like, who was a New York comic or something? Well, it's funny. Um, Leo Allen. You guys oh yeah. That? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. yeah but, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's, he's a great guy and an awesome writer. And, uh, uh, yeah, he so he goes to the CVS picket line too because it's near him. And I actually realized so I've talked to him a lot. Uh, I realized that uh, we live like four four doors down from each other too. Wow. But yeah, I've seen like people I knew from UCB, um, uh, people I've worked with before at whatever Rose or Conan. Uh, I'm trying to think of people that you guys would know, but there be, be I'm sure there's a ton. I'm just blanking right now. Um, um. But then, but then like, okay, so, so, but then you go to like, okay, so CBS, I said, it's kind of, it's not the sexy one, but then you go to like place like Paramount and, you know, I went there yesterday and it was like a fucking dance bar. All of a sudden there's a DJ and everyone's dancing and I'm even like <laughs> shaking my sign with whatever rhythm I have. And then, and then yeah, this happened yesterday. So then this guy pulls up, Asian guy in like a, in like a sporty car and everyone's like, uh, is he trying to get in? What the fuck is he doing? Uh, and even if, it, if it's not a lot of people there, you make smaller circles, just like right in front of the car. So they can't yeah. get in so the light changes. And uh, the guy gets out and it's the, it's the bro. Did you guys watch beef? I watched a bit uh, of it. No, I, no, I did. I, no, I watched I the first watch. episode oh, yeah, or two. It. Well, then this story means fucking nothing to you. I shouldn't, but I, I know it. Ali. Yeah, right, well, anyways, it was the brother from beef and uh, everyone was like, he's, and someone said, he's going to help. He's going to pick it with us. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, funny is he, like did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, actually, I left before. He actually pulled into the lot. So I, I don't know whether he's pulling in and then picketing, but that's what they said. Um, so I've what, and that. are there people like See, crossing Ike, the picket? What's his name? Ike Barinholt? Is that oh, yeah. Name? Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. I know that. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, he was there. Uh, yeah, you know, so there's, there's actors popping up in different spots. And, and they also have like themes, which is kind of crazy, but they're having like theme days. And it's probably necessary to keep keep the spirits up because it can't, yeah, I would you, know, it can't it, you know, I mean, like I said, it's all, what are they, 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 have a, now, but it's they have a bouncy like, castle there or something. I mean, they've had <laughs> family days and shit like, you know, like 
Just like the Pullman strike of 1890. (laughs) Yeah. Star Trek themes. I I actually heard there was a comedy writer one, but I I didn't, I heard it secondhand. LA can't stop being LA. That's so funny about it. Yeah. But so, so yeah, you know, there's like, you know, there's, there's different themes, uh, you know, it's so just kind of nice, but. Can I ask you, so you, you would, um, so the thing that they're kind of like, you know, obviously there, you know, there's a lot of animosity and it's like an adversarial relationship with like the the companies and they kind of aren't really coming to the table but they they keep threatening like to use ai now that's the big so what i ai terrifies me like i feel like that's the end of the world i just don't know how this world is going to handle AI. well i just want to bring up one quick thing that i read i just happened the other day apparently someone and it was retweeted by russian you know that Russian company RT. Uh-huh, and it was yeah. some deep fake that was created by AI that the Pentagon exploded. I saw and, that. Yeah, and for the the stock market dropped five hundred points, but it was within minutes it was discovered. But they said this is the shit. I mean, that's the scarier shit they can do with AI. You know, um, and yeah. they said that even with that stuff, it's like if they put enough of that fake shit out there, no one will even be believe the real stuff anymore because they'll say, well, "Oh, that's, that's AI." That's that's the Trump way, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I so I don't know how flood you would, the zone, as Steve Bannon would say, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. if if we've already gotten to this point without that kind of stuff, with, with like the just being like fake news, everything's bullshit, and people are like alternative facts, yeah. and then you now you have actual like video and pictures that looks real. I I don't know. How do you think? Well, they said someone fakes. someone like you're Trump. Talking, you're talking about deep fakes, which which is I guess maybe produced by I don't know this. Number. Well, the AI can now really do it really quickly and really yeah, well. And, and I find that really fucking terrifying. Yeah. Right? But and don't you, it, but then someone like Trump who could get caught saying, I want to grab a pussy. Now it, they'll, they'll have this video, this evidence. And they'll go, that's just AI. It's bullshit. Uh, well, yeah, they already do. Right. Yeah. Like, right. But, you know, those people are fucking brain dead. So what are you going to do? You know, well, what do you like the whole thing with like this chat? So, GPT, so like they so, can just so, write things. Well, yeah. Like the idea of AI writing things is, is, is definitely uh, a concern. Now, I, I'm not sure how this works because I know, like, uh, I know, like, they. Uh, let me see if I have anything written down about it. Um, the AI issue is, yeah, it is scary because, um, you know, the companies now, like, like, like I said, it's like they're devaluing what writers do, and now it's just because it's now it's all about the bottom line. It's not about artistic endeavors for these companies. It's just pleasing the shareholders and making money and you know they just see this as a cost cost cutting efficiency when it's like uh, i don't know i i don't know how well it does it i mean i haven't totally you know explored it i think i told tom like i i I had it write a seinfeld episode the other day an original one oh god uh it was three pages long and it wasn't really funny but you know that it, but, it's going to get better. That's the it's problem. It's going to get better. And and, yeah. and it's scary because it's like, I mean, it's not like you can, you know, even though streaming was a threat maybe in, in the last strike, but I don't know if it was treated as the threat that it, you know, what it, how it really fucked things up for. I don't think so at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, but I feel like, you know, so maybe we're trying to get ahead of this AI step, but you can't stop it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like you can say no more AI, but there, I feel like in, in the contract, there's like AI uh, can't be, you can't credit. AI. And I, th- I think the, you know, like they, you can't say this was written by AI. Like it has to be a human, but I, what I think their idea is they'll, they'll write, uh, 
that, you know, they'll have AI write shit and someone's going to just come, it's fine. It's someone's going to just come punch it up, you know? Which I is, think that's going to be, that's definitely going to be an aspect of it. I think eventually it's going to be like, it's not like AI is going to be the only thing creating it. I think it's like they might hire yeah. some writers to collaborate with it. Right, to, 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 to humanize what the fucking robot wrote. Yeah. But um, there's definitely movies and shows that I've seen now that it's like, they might as well be written by fucking AI. You know what I mean? The, the, I've seen so many things that are just so bad. That uh, it's like, yeah. I just asked chat. Hey, hey, Tom, not really the time to shit on writers. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, I just wrote as chat GPT to, to do a joke about the writer strike. You want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, why did the writers go on strike? Because they couldn't write words to negotiate their rightful demands. So I, I think your job okay, is that, safer. That's my, they stole that from me. <laughs> that, was, that was on my sign last week. Um, yeah, so yeah, watch okay. your back. Yeah. <laughs> that that's I'm, coming I'm, for you. I'm a little less worried now, but you know, it's just going to keep getting better, I'm sure. But, uh, but that's that's a scary thing. So so I think that, it might take a while, scary. but I think it will. But I think it yeah, might. I don't think it's. Well, yeah. I think the, the jokes that they're writing, I always notice are like dad jokes. This is another one they wrote. Uh, why did the pencils join the writer strike? Because they were tired of tired of constantly being led astray by the demanding script writers. I mean, it's barely my son could write a better joke. <laughs> He's funny. So that's not really saying much, but. <laughs> But but AI like uh, oh fuck uh, what, when you've talked to people about what what are their thoughts on it isn't that part of the negotiation where where you get the right the WGA is like there has to be something in the contract that you're not going to yes implement that is AI. that is it has to like yeah it it it's it's like it has to be written you have by, to like keep human. using it, it can, you know no no non human can be credited I'm, I think it's credited. Because if that, that means it's still a loophole that can use it. But or, I love that's where we are right now. Is like that's a bridge too far. They're like, look, we don't like we don't want to agree to that to not using robots. No, you know what they came back with? Why don't we discuss this every three years when the contract is up? It's like um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Then when you get a whole handle on how to cut writers out of everything and just have AI do it and hire one writer to come in and punch it up and humanize it, and and then in three years you, you're going to be like, oh no, we can go back to more human writers like no it's like you get so i don't know i don't know how that part is going to play out i also don't know how the part uh for increasing you know because you got these mini room problem uh and and we are asking for uh the guild is asking for like you know a minimum staff which um can be you know could get a little tricky because like you look at shows like uh white lotus and you're like well yeah he he wrote the whole thing you know yeah, what's what's the name? White Mike uh, Mike White Mike White. Yeah, so does he need you know? So, I, I, but you know, for every Mike White show, there's these you know a lot of other shows that actually you know that they'll be happy to do these mini rooms where they cut out the staff and pay experienced writers way below what they're they should be paid. Um, yeah, it. AI scares me, guys. It scares me. It scares me for every, not just that, like every. No, it scares me for politics and like what, I mean, the country's already, look, the country's already fucked up because of the internet and disinformation and, you know, low lives and Trumpies and Trumpy wannabes. Uh, So yeah, you can imagine when it's just like, like, I don't know how you get around with like, like seeing, like, you know, these idiots seeing like, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, grabbing someone's boobs or something well actually <clears throat> that's what happened but you know what i mean it's like fucking 
Although I, I don't say, know. I, I, think I, mean, you're in a, you're, I think you're in a better negotiating position than Bi Biden is with the uh, Congress right now. Because probably, I mean, yeah, he's he's dealing with. Maniacs. I think you are too. But when you also like, it's the the whole AI thing. People are like, oh, they're going to be able to discern that that's not real. It's like, have you ever watched the show Catfish? I'll watch Catfish, and th there's all these morons that are like. There'll be like some guy who lives in a trailer and they're like, um, oh, Katy Perry um, is messaging me. She wants to date me. And you're right. like, really? You yeah. think Katy Perry wants to date you? You you yeah. don't, you live in a toilet. Like, it's just so like those are the people that are out there who, who are seeing yeah. these who are going to see these Biden videos that look like that are, you know, indistinguishable from an actual Actual, right. footage. but it. I mean, I. I feel well, like it's, a, it's a famous Mark Twain quote too about the lying on the internet. A lie can travel halfway around the world. Yeah, the yeah. truth, truth is still putting on its shoes. I mean, he said this and, years and also, ago. And also, even if you know, like they wouldn't, you know, they they either wouldn't believe what they're seeing as Trump asked them not to believe what they're seeing. Remember that, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. or or they'll they'll be like, oh yeah, they said that. They don't care because their side is like cruel and fucking right. Just wants to own libs, and you know. So I mean, so I think yeah, they're not going to care if they see but, Trump kicking a fucking puppy. You know. But and, the funniest thing is this whole debt limit thing. Is like they all know that the Democrats voted to raise the debt limit when Trump was president. You know, mm -hmm. they do. They probably see the hypocrisy. They don't fucking care. They don't care yeah. anymore. It, it, they just can't give anybody a win. But yeah, yeah. do you? So yeah. I think in the long run, I think this strike might end up being more important than people are thinking, especially right now, because it's. I think it's it's tackling a lot of issues that are going to affect a lot of people in the you know in the future. The whole AI taking over jobs and stuff, and yeah, just yeah. kind of wanting to get rid of. But it, it's what's interesting is that it because it's a creative profession that's looked at as like has looked at as like an elite job for so long in an elite town people are kind of like uh eh, like i feel like a lot of people aren't paying attention to it but uh, it, uh, it's yeah. important i think it's an important like i think it's important and i think in the in years to come it might look back on it as like it was beneficial to a lot of professions uh, I, I, well i i think and uh, you know it, it just seems like there's um there's a lot of support from other unions who have their own issues. And I mean, I don't know, like if, more, you know, more people go on strike, it'll, it'll be, you know, because of the big greedy fucking <clears throat> bastards, uh, then well, it will maybe resonate more when they see like, I don't know, maybe not actors who, you know, but I don't know, just see support from more, uh, you know, crew or, or, you know, stuff like that. Well, well but, the death of the union. I mean, the Teamster, by the way, the Teamsters. There was this big rally at the shrine and I went because, you know, it was right before this. Was it before right before the strike authorization? But it was like I, I wanted to go because I felt like it would be historic kind of thing. And uh, the shrines were like they've had the Emmys and Oscars and all that shit. But uh, and, and it was and the, and the there's a woman representing the Teamsters there who made made a huge impression on people because she was just fucking she was just kind of salty in her mm -hmm. language and was something mm -hmm. like, you know, there's the, the you know, and if and uh you know, if a teamster pulls up, you know, tr our trucks pulls up and, and they don't, uh, you know, they see a strike, they're, they're turning those fucking trucks around or something like that. And it was like, yeah. So, like I said, there's this, there's this big rally on, on Friday with multiple, uh, unions. So I, but I, I also understand like, this isn't like, it's not that easy for, everyone to grasp because there's there's multiple issues and some of them are fuzzy like you know like you gotta say mini, mini rooms and they're like well why, why what's wrong with them now like yeah. 
you know. Well, and- doesn't he, I think the name is bad. It's like, again, that doesn't even sound so horrible. You, you should call it something else. Yeah. I mean, New I York apartments. Uh, <laughs> Come on, folks. But you like know, a, like um, you talk a about pedophile the file ring. <laughs> but I think the real <laughs> beginning of the end of unions in this country was actually in 1948, the Taft Hartley Act, which actually made it illegal to have solidarity strikes. So these other unions could kind of show their solidarity, but they can't strike in mass just to support you. They can't do that. No, and they and, they, and we wouldn't expect them to. But um, if they could, even, but 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 you know, they're still not going to be working if we're on strike. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, they have like SAG has their own issues. In fact, uh, Fran Dresser, 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 who's like the, the, the head of SAG, right? She's like, yeah, she actually said something. She had to kind of eat her words. She is, she, what did she say? Uh-oh. She basically said in an interview, I think it was, yeah, she's just like, you know, well, you know, they have uh, the WJ has some different goal. She kind of like distance this really? SAG uh-huh. and everyone was like. Fuck you! It, it was that's it was, weird because I feel like the the consensus is it felt like the the entire town. I mean, at least in the you know the public eye and the optics of it is that everyone's supporting it. You know, it, which obviously it's yeah. You know, um, except for wanted, no. except uh, for Fran Dresser, except for the president and, of SAG and, and 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 convicts who watch soap operas, but yeah. um, <laughs> they're not that supportive. But um, yeah, but I don't but, think they're very supportive think, of anyone. Look, look the. SAG just had a vote, you know, they're, they're, they might strike, you know, I don't actually even know the issues, but, uh, I think this is going to like, I think it's going to last for a while. And I think it's, it's kind of so. like, I don't, you guys are probably talking about it, you know, there's probably rumblings, but like, it's a slow burn, you know, when something happens at first, everyone, it's kind of like if someone breaks up with you and they're like, yeah, get out of here. And you're like, all right, well, you know, we'll see what happens in three months. Like, you know, y- your absence will be felt more. You know what I mean? Cause I think right now they're like, well, we, we, we don't need them. Like we have all this other stuff right. we can do this. And I think right. when they start losing, yeah. first of all, it's like the town. What is that? I feel that like that. My, tell that to my wife. <laughs> um, I just saw this story that popped up. SAG after has actually struck a deal with cameo. To cover the money that they make under a guild contract, so it's like the, all these is moving parts. Because that's the one thing wait, actors, what? I think. Wait, 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 what? The cameo? Like the, yeah, you know, you know, cameo. Yeah, I know cameo yeah, yeah. right. So I think should... it'll allow the count uh, count their earnings uh, towards their health and pension benefits. It's it'll count as oh. their as wages. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is just there's. I don't know if they go on strike. Well, they I guess they can still do cameos. Which so they can make some money while they're not working, as opposed to writers who really can't do that. If no, I was famous, I that's like all I would do. Yeah. Cameo. I, I know. I well, fa- you know, I just fame. You just get even your fucking reality star. You just keep working. It seems like maybe you don't reach the height that you once were, but you just always seems to be. I don't know. Right. Um, but that's not. I know. Now that. there's so many more outlets. So um. How many weeks has it been? Three weeks, the writer's strike? I think this is the started on May 1st. So what are we in here? It's like the week four, I think, right? And it was it was pending for a while, right? Like how long had you been? Oh yeah. There was it? like, yeah, it was like it was like months, I think. You know, there was a build up to it. Um yeah. and who were your big mouthpieces? Like who are the like who are, who are the people that are like out there like doing the negotiation? I know like Adam Conover is kind of like a big Proponent. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, you know, because so people know his face, but I don't think you'd know any of these other other people, you know, they have a, 
I, yeah, I just, I actually, one of the head, head, uh, one of the head negotiators actually showed up at CBS today. That was our, uh, that was our, uh, pseudo celeb sighting, but, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know whether you, I mean, I can, I don't even know if I remember. But I mean, like, do they, are they not, were, were they negotiating and now they're not or what? Oh, I'm sorry. You, uh, um, yeah, I actually don't feel like there's any movement right now. Like there's no talking as far as I know, at least there hasn't been for a few weeks, which is kind of like weird. Um, wow. but I know it's, it's, I mean, I think it's really like just the longer yeah. it goes, the worse it is for you guys. You, they know that. Well, it's, it's not great for them either. Well, yeah, but uh, they can probably withstand more. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I heard that HBO doesn't even have to panic because they have shows done. Wait, wait, like, what? What's I HBO? heard HBO. Yeah. What's they, that? <laughs> Max. Max, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Max, of course. Yeah. Why did you say Max? <laughs> no one knows. I, I read something that they make their shows so far in advance that they could go a year with new well, stuff. Well, I think Netflix was, you know, had a cocky statement about that, you know, like, uh, we, we've had, we have plenty of backup shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting. I do hear them say that, but it's like, I feel like I, I scroll through Netflix every week and I'm like looking for new and I'm like, eh, <laughs> there's nothing new. There's nothing yeah. good. So yeah. Yeah. what are all well, these shows that they're sitting on? Yeah. But me and Tom were talking about this before. This is a little different because you know, with streaming, there's so much content now that so much stuff that no one's seen that. I don't know how long before people start really noticing that there's new, new stuff. I mean, I will say, no, no, absolutely. I know what you mean. I will say though, I think it'll be sooner than people think. Cause I already have noticed because certain shit, like, you know, I, I like, I watched, you know, real time with Bill Maher and, um, Oh, yeah. I've already noticed that being gone. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. And even like SNL, I mean, not that, but I mean, yeah. still yeah. I'm like, oh, and so it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, that dynamic where like you ever have where like there's a blackout and it yeah. takes you about five times to realize that, that nothing is working. Like you'd be like, all right, oh, there's a blackout. Let me turn the TV on. You're like, oh, fuck, wait, I can't turn yeah. the TV on. Like, and then you're like, mm-hmm. you start realizing slowly how much you, you can't, how much you're right, using right. that you can't yeah, use but anymore. There, there's another I mean, problem. I kind of hope, I mean, look, the idea is it's a strike. You want to be disruptive. You want right. to block the cars from going in. Uh, you want viewers to notice that they're not getting their favorite shows but the but but one of the other problems is that I mean, late night too late night people but a lot I think of late nights a big gen one. z though they don't even watch fuck it they just watch in- instagram and tiktok all day i mean That's, yeah, yeah. Heard, you're yeah. right but there are still other people that will notice that i yeah. think that, that people are going to discover that the audience you know older people will be like what the fuck where are these shows like where's my late night even even people aren't really even like i don't love saturday night live but i mean it's part of my life like it's part yeah, of yeah. my weekend yeah. and i'm like, like the old hey, people that- the old people like where are the seven shows about chicago on nbc every first Wednesday? of all i am the old people now so i don't know <laughs> who i'm i keep talking about no um, but you know talk about those shows like chicago pd chicago yeah, whatever yeah. all the dick wolf shows they're the only people who have you know, still have a good deal. They're making like 24 fucking episodes a season mm-hmm. or something, right? They're going to be well, like, where's every other show is like eight to 10 episodes. And which, you know, I don't think is you know terrible. Like, you know, uh, you don't have to have, you know, a long season, but, but that, the, but that's why they do these mini rooms and right. But that's but let's, less. Right. But know, let's say look, you can only get one of those gigs a year, but that's, that's the thing. That's what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. And you get one of those gigs a year and then, it's not high paying and then you're fucked for the rest of the year or you may have an, you know, some kind of exclusivity thing in your contract where you oh, can't wow. even go somewhere else. I mean, it is like, I'm telling you, like writers are just, you know, yeah, there's a top tier that you've heard of, but a lot of people, and also, oh, this is what I want to say earlier. Um, 
you know, it, it's very scary, you know, like, like my employment has been pretty spotty the last few years as it is, but you know, then I run into like people that I know. And I'm like that there's a fucking real writer. That, that person is a great writer. And I'm, they're like, yeah, well, I was unemployed for all of last year and this year, but I did something in 2020, you know, like I'm oh. like, yeah, and that just might be because of how much there is. That might be, you know, what happens in normal times, but probably not because the mini rooms are keeping it condensed. And, you know, if weren't, if it was the old way, and I'm not saying you can go back to the old way. I don't, I don't know what the solution is, but. And well, I, I also read this other thing. They were saying that for a long time, big actors wouldn't go on TV. Now they're all going on TV. Oh, now right. they're all going on TV. Right, on yeah. streaming or whatever. But the but thing now, is, like, but they command such high salaries that they're kind of taking right. all the money from everyone else. Right. But I but I read that was like slowing down. Like I think there was a Alec Baldwin, Kelsey Grammer thing that didn't even, you know, was supposed to get made or, or maybe the pilot. I don't know. Mm. But I, uh, what was I gonna say? I read... Uh, you know, yeah, like you were saying before, I, I like, you know, in the beginning, Netflix spent so much money on, you know, production and shit. And, uh, and now, now that's not, you know, they want to cut that back, you know, that, but, but that minimized the writers, you know, like the writers are the ones that it hurt our, you know, writers pay because they were spending so much money on actors and, 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 you know, production value and, do you, where do you, can you speculate where you might see this, the, the industry of like, in, you know, in like a couple of years for, and like the position writers will be in? I mean, I know there's a best case scenario, but yeah, have you thought about that? Like, where, what do you think it'll look like? I, I, I don't know because it's like, even my managers, like, if I, you know, my kids, if they wanted to do this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them, you know, like, it's, 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 it's grim. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's going to be in the, eventually when it ends, it's, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to get everything being yeah. asked for, right. That's not just, so I don't, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels grim. So uh, what I'm saying is uh, I also do copywriting. If anybody's hiring, um, <laughs> I, I can nanny, I have a kid. I, uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't know. It seems it seems pretty grim and that's why, you know, they're saying it's, you know, it's, it is existential, can you uh, write some stuff for my nanny? I can. <laughs> so, uh, I don't even know what that means. Um, I yeah, uh, I was trying to combine your two. Um, I um, what was I? You've been writing professionally for a while, and I think you're you're one of the you were one of the few that like actually kind of broke through and was able to you know parlay a career out of writing, you know, which is hard enough to begin with. And but have you found even being on the inside, it's still like a it's kind of you know, obviously it's a hustle, but it's like that it's rough. And maybe there are times you're like, I I thought, you know, where you're kind of like, I I got on the inside. How is it this uh, difficult still? Tom, Tom I, I I've been asking, yeah, I've been asking myself that for uh, you know <laughs> a while because you know, I didn't break in. Like I, I was in a spring chicken when I broke in and you know? I was like 36 and I got Conan. And, uh, and then, you know, when things started to slow down for me a few years ago, it, it, it was kind of surprising and, and depressing. Cause I'm like, wait, I, I don't understand. I, I, I've proven myself. I've got, I've only gotten better. I still have my fastball. Like, but you know, I'm, I can only speak for the comedy variety, uh, world, you know, w w which is what I've been in. Um, and, you know, I just think there's only so many slots at late night shows. And I think it's, you know, I, I mean, 
you know, it's more of a young man's game, they might say. But I also think, you know what? If you watch Colbert, you can fucking, you know, all you need to do is know the current events. Like it's not, mm-hmm. you don't have to be young, you know? So I, I don't love, you know, I don't totally buy that line, but I feel like that's, I feel I think like- it's weird when they say that about writing. Cause it's like, it's not like physically, you know what I mean? It's not like sports. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know. And, but your mind isn't as sharp as it is when it's 26, but, but come on, like I can still fucking write Joe, you know, like I, I, I can do this. When I, have I don't to. know. I don't feel like I was that sharp at 26. <laughs> I know. I was pretty <laughs> Um, I know it could be years to get funny. I don't think yeah. I was like hilarious. At tw- I think I mean I feel like I'm. Wi- I feel like I'm at my funniest now. Definitely. Like, I just it's not mean even like close. I know I, what you mean. I, I, I know, know what you mean. But like yeah, mental like acuity. I think I know what you mean. But you're not yeah, like no. I, I know. But, you're but no, biting. you're right though. Experience. Like we're all we're all funnier now until we start you know getting old and older and senile. Like, but, but even look at Larry David. I mean, he's in his late seventies. He's fucking probably just as funny as he ever was. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I know it just, it, I feel like that's the one thing you, you can, uh, you can sort of uh, um, still, you can still be ageist. Like right. no one gives a shit. Right. Right. You know? Like, you know, uh, you know, let's, 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 let's have a big tent. Everyone come in. Oh, except for you. you old yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> Which is funny. Cause it's the only prejudice that like you can, you, you'll eventually be a part of yeah you'll yeah, be on the other end of like that that doesn't happen with other like i'm not going to wake up and be puerto rican tomorrow you know like <laughs> right, 50 right, years yeah. like yeah. well i'm puerto what's going on but like <laughs> yeah. i will be i will be susceptible to ageism at some point like oh i yeah. i feel like i've already like i i feel it it's like i, I do too you know, especially right, in this industry but it but it, it does drive me crazy because i'm like you know i you know i i went you know i went from conan and i kind of uh, when I, well, I, I did go to Fallon after that a little bit, kind of got poached, but I was like, all right, well, this is, this is a good, you know, career move because uh, I'll have written for Conan and Fallon and, you know, all these, all these roasts and stuff, you know, but so like, I feel like over the past few years, the most depressing lesson I've learned is it doesn't fucking matter. Like, mm. it, I mean, maybe it doesn't somewhere else. Maybe I'm just not a good enough networker, but it just seems like, uh, you know, experience is like, I don't know. It hasn't really made much of a difference. And yeah. I, think I mean, as time's gone on. I'm also not a great self-promoter. Who the fuck knows? You know, no, but I, I also think networking is a very big part of it. I mean, it really, and I learned that probably later too. It's like, it's so important. I mean, people just oh. want to work with their friends. I mean, that's, and, and, Absolutely. and they want you to be competent. You can't not be competent, but well, I don't know. If you're the friend, you can be a little less incompetent, a little. Right, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah. It's a little more leeway there if you're their friend. Right. I mean, there are plenty of friends who probably are like the weakest on the staff. Uh, staffs, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But but no, but I I completely agree. Uh, it's 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 about who you know, and that was another lesson that I really learned uh, uh, over the last years. Uh, like, it, you know, I, you know, I started writing fucking packets again, and. I'm like, well, I don't know anybody at this show, you know, like, why the fuck, you know, are they going to, why would they, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the pile with a million other people they don't know. Yeah. And, here, and here's the pile of friends of writers. Yeah. Cause you, you know you what probably, I mean? I don't know if you had to do this or look these over, but they always have these things that go out. They go, oh, this is a blind uh, packet, a blind, yeah. we don't yeah. care. We're not looking at names. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they, come on, please. I, 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 yeah, dude. I, I definitely have my doubts about that because, um, like I said, it's like it's like who you know, and and I understand that to some extent. Like you don't want to hire someone 
you can't vet with other writers. It's nice to be able to hear someone say, oh yeah, I've known that guy for 10 years. We're good friends, you know, like, but um, I, like at Conan, we actually did do blind packets and even the writers were involved. Like when we needed a new monologue writer, you know, we, we you know, we, we'd read all the packets blindly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then we'd have the final, you know, the fine, we narrow it down to a few writers. Uh, and this is the monologue writers doing the narrowing, not, you know, and then, then we give those, those, we, you know, we reveal their names and, you know, we, we give it to Conan, but even with, you know, uh, even with my, like when I got hired uh, and I'll, I have this image, even though I wasn't there, I have the image in my head. Cause I, I, I didn't even go through people. I went through Brian Kylie had me submit a packet to Conan for the tonight oh. show. And I, but I actually have friends on the show, you know, but they had nothing to do with this. So I, I submitted the packet. And then I was told by a friend that Mike Sweeney who was the Conan's head writer at the time was looking at my packet on stage during rehearsal. And he just like, like asked the writers like, Hey, does, does anybody know Josh Comers? This is a great packet. And luckily there was a few people to speak up and be like, He's not a total asshole. Right. So it helps a little bit in that situation. No, it, yeah. yeah. But, but like, I happen to know people. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I submitted an at midnight packet along with the rest of the world. Oh, you, know? you did that just recently? I, yeah. Did yeah. you do one of those? No, I, someone, someone that showed me there is that I was helping him helping them out yeah. but I, i'm like i'm not doing are it. they um <laughs> are they bringing that back or something well that's that's what's replacing cordon actually yeah oh okay. it's a much cheaper show to produce too you know oh, it's yeah, much yeah. and that's the other thing about these late night shows is that they're not getting the the advertising revenue they once got so i don't know you're not going to see i mean all these guys now they make 15 million dollars a year the hosts i don't think in the future they'll still have them but those guys aren't going to make that money and they'll probably have less writers too, I would imagine. Right. Well, oh man, I wish I had it handy. There's a, uh, you know, there's some kind of uh, meme going around to show what the, you know, getting back to the like, you know, fucking the little guy, the writer, even though people might not think of us as, you know, sympathetic, but uh, like just of like, you know, the guild is asking for like an extra 400 some million dollars a year when, you know, and but then you look at like, the list of the salary of the CEOs. And that's what really like, that's what you should show people, you know, if you're right. trying to explain it, like, do you think this is fair? Like all the writers girl wants is this while these guys are making each guy is making this, you know, it's just. It's like a Google CEO got like some $260 million bonus. And then he laid yeah. off like 20,000 people. And, and, you know, <laughs> and it also, you know, goes to the incredible, wealth gap in this country to see these salaries and to see how writers are getting squeezed. It's like, but those guys are the job creators. They need more money. Yeah. I think it's so funny. <laughs> they're always getting these, these, when you hear about these, these yeah. bonuses, like you got a $900 million bonus. Like what yeah. could he possibly have done so well that, that year? Right. It was like you deserve a nine, know, 900 million. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> really? Thanks. I must have done really, but it's just um I um when you I feel like that needs to be brought into the narrative more. Just that these guys, the guys at the top, how much money they're making and basically just refusing to share any of it where yeah. it's just like and even with with like writers where it's just like Anytime you hear anyone talking about like an actor and they're like, it always starts with the page. It always starts yeah. with the yeah. script. That's always yeah. what they say. And I mean, it's yeah. it seems like the most, you know, no brainer, but it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what, especially with comedy, there's a weird thing 
where like people look at comedy and writing yeah. is just like like talking or something. Like when they <laughs> see people hosting the Oscars, they're like, they're just talking. I mean, but that's when you're really good at it. It's like a skill that kind of like if you're good at it, it looks like you're not really doing anything, which which is a problem. Because remember that year where they had like Anne Hathaway host the Oscars with James Franco, who yeah. like have no you know performing experience with comedy, and and mm-hmm. they were like, wow, this is so bad. It's like. Right, because it's not just like you go up there and like are charming. You know what I mean? Like you have to be funny. Right. So right. yeah. I mean, I run into a lot of new, I run into a lot of new comics all the time, and I'm doing comedy for two months, and I'm like, how much do you? How much time do you have? Oh, like a half hour, forty five yeah. minutes. I'm like, well, you're, you yeah. could talk for forty five minutes, but you're not going to be doing comedy for forty five minutes. But what what I love is like someone's been doing it for two years. So like, yeah, I'm recording an album. I'm like, what? <laughs> Everyone's fucking recording. <laughs> I mean, but I feel I like that's the template now. I feel like that's what people do. People will be doing comedy for three years and then do a special. And they're like, yeah, I have a special coming out. Right. Like, and that's and that shit is bullshit, because when they do these specials, they they uh, they what do you call it? Uh, they invite all their friends to come. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. and you know, and so if all your friends are coming, it's like one doing one big bringer show. You're going to do really well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but then the proof will be in the pudding if someone listens to the album. If if that's a big if, because who the right. fuck? I don't know. Like who who's listening? To- I don't know. There's so much out there. How do you even? I can't I, even famous people. I don't want to watch their fucking people. I think are good. I'm like I'm I not know, watching that. I know. Like I I I you know I know Tom. You have a few great albums. Oh, uh, thank, well, I, never, thank- I, I never made one because you know I'm like a one liner guy, so it takes so long to like get. You know, if you're doing like three jokes a minute, <laughs> it's a lot of jokes. <laughs> But I, I actually <laughs> thought about putting together an album, but not even doing it live because I really haven't done much since the pandemic. But like just re- old recordings and just sort of stitch it together. And I kind of I don't know. I don't I don't feel like that's I don't know the way things are now. I don't feel like I'm not trying to deceive anybody, but it's like how I could if I want an album, that's what I'd have to do today. And I feel like I'm of the school of just like I just recorded another like 45 minutes and I like actually videotaped it. And um another one, Jesus, you're so fucking prolific. I can't stand it. Well, listen to it first. Um uh, but, well, that was what I did, right? That Jim. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I, I it was just kind of like I had a lot of material and I wasn't even doing a lot of stand. You know, it's so funny. It's like I was barely doing any stand up at the time. Right. And I was like, so the way I got ready for it was I just did it in front of my girlfriend like 20 times. Oh, and I remember being like, wow, this is like great. And I, I it was it was I, I literally had the thought of like, you know, I don't really need to do stand up to be good at stand up. Like <laughs> I so I felt like I had hacked a way to, you know, get ready for like an hour long set because like. I'm not going to get that kind of stage time right. in a club. I'll get 10 minutes, but it was like, yeah. I had a lot of material and it's like, if I go up and I'm relaxed, and I have 35 people there that oh. really think I'm funny. What more do I fucking need? I'm not going to sell out like an arena or something. Right. So I'm very, the school of like, if you have a lot of shit, just like get some people that really like you and just fucking record it and like yeah. put it out there. What's the worst thing? Yeah, and, you know, true. like some people I don't that really like me. That's why I'm <laughs> going to go on the other route. So. Okay. Well, you know, this is, we start networking at these picket right. lines. But, they're, the, they're gonna but, work. <laughs> but the difference with you, Tom, that night when you did it, you know, yeah, your friends come, whatever, but you're an experienced comic who's been doing this a while. I mean, some of these people have been doing it for like two years or whatever. And I don't think they should be putting albums out. No, yeah. definitely, definitely not. I, um, but, but you know, it takes but a while. I do, I do think, I, Tom. I mean, I've said this before. I think you're an extraordinary comedian. And Thank you. Super fucking prolific, which is something that I, you know, like I said, it, it's hard to be when you have like 
you know, you're just writing one-liners, but yeah, you have so much time. And so I, I don't know if that advice would be great for everyone, <laughs> you know, but. Well, if, if you've never, I'm just saying, for you, if you, know. you, and like I said, like, um, there's a lot of one-liner comics I like. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I've written some one-liners, but I think I figured out at one point I was like, I'm so glad. Cause you know, there's like, like Louis CK, everyone's like, he does like a new hour every year. And it's like, I love Louis CK, but like, he's doing a lot of like, you know, he's just kind of, um, killing a lot of time with yeah. other stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's not doing all jokes. It's more just, and I remember I figured out like, Oh, that's kind of how I would rather be because you, I can kind of trick more people into thinking I have more material than I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm going around it. It, it. I'm getting to the jokes slower, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, okay. I, my my jokes are just I try to just keep adding and make them longer and longer because I can't do the one liner thing. I can't remember stuff in order and stuff. Yeah, so everything yeah, I do has to flow, even if it's a series of like maybe short jokes, it all has to kind of well, you, follow. you chunk it. But then but you're doing the right thing. Like I have one liners and I should be building upon them, you know, like instead of always trying to come up with new well, stuff. Well, maybe the three of us should do a. Uh, an album well i'm gonna okay, do an, think... i'm gonna do i'm gonna do an eight track tape if you're interested in doing <laughs> it's coming well, back see, eric's always ahead That's of another the thing we're, we're demanding eight tracks come back. i'm That's doing good. an ai set soon so <laughs> i'm actually looking forward to ai it'll take more work out of my okay. it'll make this a lot easier have you i don't even know how this works but my wife looked up me on uh one of those i don't know can you look up someone on chat gpt like is that how it works uh you could what do you want me to put yeah. your name so in? she looked at she looked at me and like it was different every time she finally got it to like give me a proper bio like an accurate one but then she goes back and it's all it's all fucked up it's like i worked i start in the office like what <laughs> like I, I, I looked at my net worth and it was twenty million dollars. So I was like, wow. <laughs> well, I, I don't I just wrote your name. Uh you want to hear what it said? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, but I couldn't couldn't find any specific information about a person named Josh Comers in my training data up till September 2021. It is possible that he may be a private individual or a relatively unknown person. <laughs> All right, can we can we edit that Ouch. out? We, we can edit that out, right? No, we'll edit that out with the with the joke I did at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, or what if I brought Josh Comer's Conan? I'll do that. that I thought be... my key grip joke was uh, was such a great hot take, like the uh, key grip strike. <laughs> all right, we got you there now. Josh Comer's is a comedy writer and performer who's worked on Conan, the late night talk show hosted by Conan O'Brien. He was credited as a writer and has contributed to the show's comedic talent. Ah, he doesn't need to say that. <laughs> like that's already a, like. He also uh, made appearances on the show as a stand-up comic. Did you? No, I sabotaged that. Okay. All right. Well, this is this <laughs> is a wish list. Uh, it's that's just me never being ready for anything, feeling I'm ready. Like, <laughs> I don't have you material. Do, but didn't you do? Um, didn't like the Conan writers do a I show? Did, yeah. That was yeah. my one TV appearance. It was like a Conan writer special, like in between the Tonight Show and the TBS. I did that. And it was that's, great. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, it's like it was on once and never again. And you know, it's like I it's, think you should. Um, I, I, to I say think... I did Conan. I gotta be like, I did the Conan writer special that was on the Sunday TVX <laughs> comedy festa lineup of the. Yeah. I um, Tom's got something though. That because I'm perfect for late night. I'm like, I got yeah. Such a... Your jokes are built for that. That that's yeah. perfect for that stuff. 
Wait, what'd you say? Uh, it mentions your, you, I put your name in it, picked something right up. What does it say? You're a comedian, writer, filmmaker, performing uh, and active on the stand-up comedy scene for many years, performing at clubs and festivals. You've written and directed independent films, including Adventures in Comedy and The American Scream. All right. Is that, is that the American Scream? No, I, that, that's someone else, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. Sounds good. Were you on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, I've been in comedy a while. I maybe I forgot. I mean, no, I was not on that. I I feel like I tried to get on that once, and they, and I couldn't get on that. And actually, my maybe you know it's funny because my movie Adventures in Comedy is like a, a um everyone please check it out. It's on Tubi. <laughs> and um, oh, cool. It uh, which is by the way owned by Fox. I didn't know that. Oh, really? It follows mm. me playing me as a comedian where it's not going well. And I'm trying to get ready to do an album and, and everything's going wrong, but it ends with I release an album and it becomes the biggest album in the world and launches me into superstardom. Like, and my manager is telling me that I'm going to be in the new Spider Man movie. It just it gives me everything at the end. And then the last thing he says is, um, he says, uh, and also I got you on Ferguson and I get really excited and I'm like, Ferguson, yes. And I'm like, when? And he's like, well, you know, they didn't give us a date, you know, submit some jokes and they said they'll see what they have. And then that's the end of the movie. So maybe that's what they're. Yeah. Well, at least it, yeah, it, it's mixed up, but it, like it actually had. Right. It's uh, weird that it has very like nothing on me. We just do my name because my wife was like trying to get it accurate. And I think she told me the same thing recently that it just. It's like now it doesn't even know you. Know. Like, Yo, my my AI, AI resume. My AI resume is fucking awesome, man. It says I performed at the cellar, and I Go was on, and I was at Gotham Comedy Live. So wow. Um, and I continue to entertain audiences with my, with my comedic performances. They must have just taken this from some well, other it, fucking. It can't all be accurate. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a few. No, TV mine was credits. all a lie. <laughs> I feel like there's a few TV credits that basically people can just just kind of will like think you did them you know I, like yeah, um, like ferguson sounds like yeah like i yeah, even almost believe that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you weren't sure whether it was fact i mean fact. i might as well have been. i mean you know we, we all could have been up it's just like what the fuck it's like know, it's not it wasn't like the be all and end all but um yeah there's definitely a, a, gotham comedy live is another one it's like you might as well have been on Gotham Comedy Live. I mean, sure, we all were. We did the same one. I, yeah, Artie Lang. Right. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Josh, uh, I did another one for Josh. I put Josh Comedian. Your comedy revolves around personal experiences, social observations, and clever wordplay. All that, right. All right. It should be self-deprecating in there, but okay. okay. Right. Well, what, is, it, wait, what did you look up, Josh? What? Com Josh Comer's Comedian. Okay. All I right. think for most of the time, if you just put someone's name and you have to give some reference, that that's what I did for everybody. Yeah. Okay. So that's why the, when I first did it, you know, it's probably just like a million Josh Comers in planet Earth. So it probably doesn't know what you're talking about. Actually, I don't think there are. I think there might be one. I, I There's oh, a right. lot of Josh Comer, but like I have not, I don't know. I've never met anybody with my last name or, but I think I've searched and I found one Josh Comers. Um, a loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I got. I got to wrap this up. I got. I got to take off. I have to John, go. Can to, I? Can I just read I, that one thing that I sent you, just for uh, the folks yeah. that aren't on our side? Uh, yeah, I saw that you sent me some. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just from a tweet to give a little perspective. In 2021, the combined yearly pay for the top six Hollywood CEOs top seventy seven uh, hundred seventy million dollars. Wow. In contrast. Pay for TV writers has fallen by 23% over the last decade. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's other like stats about 
23 percent jesus yeah so you know i mean but in fairness to those ceos they need to buy those helipads so i mean it's like well how are they going to be a ceo without a helipad can i can i ask you this is do you have any you know on the you know this is um relevant to what we're talking about are there any shows right now that you really are gonna that you really like that you're afraid might maybe fall by the wayside because of the strike that maybe you're um I, that's not something i feel i mean i guess actually no i feel like a lot of the shows that i'm watching come come to are coming to an end but uh no Succession. i mean it's like albums with like music with me like you know i i i'm discovering like you know albums from the 70s like you can always go back i'll fucking go back and watch like taxi yes succession you know you know what i mean like you know that's I feel, all i do i have like enough Pluto in the bank yeah, yeah, there's enough of a backlog that I'll survive if there's no new shows for five years. You know, actually, right? Not, but because new is shiny and you like it. But yeah, so um, yeah, I, I can just go back to the old oldies if I need to. That's true. There's a lot. It's a little like, bit. like that's it. But I do. Do you remember? I mean, when we were growing up. It was like there were two shows. So like, if one went away, that was like <laughs> that was it. Um, and then remember shows would just end. They'd be like, I love that show. And it was like, oh, that's not on anymore. <laughs> but that was well, the best show in the world. I remember like as a kid, like shows that were just like so, yeah, that were fun. And then they just didn't last. And I, I didn't understand cancellation or anything. Yeah. Like, what happened to, what happened to uh, oh shit, I can't even think of it. Um, Small yeah. Wonder. Small Wonder. Big fan. Big fan. Like Before we end, so like what can you, what were you, both of you, what was like your favorite show uh, growing up? If you had to pick, uh, well, how when growing up, like how old are we talking? Like in your uh, around twelve, like adolescent, you know, just starting adolescence, like, maybe like oh, eleven Cheers. or twelve years old. I like Cheers. I, you know, I like, and I'll say it, Taxi. I watched with my dad, and I made yeah. a big impression on me. Um, I think yeah. Taxi is kind of underrated, actually. I I watch reruns of that now too. I feel like it it was a big show when it was on, but I feel like it doesn't. No one really gives it the due that it. Yeah. It, no, it's, I, not, it's not. A, it's not like Cheers. They don't live it. Think of it. With yeah, some Cheers, but it, it's a great fucking show. No, and I think that one of the things about that show is, first of all, it was only canceled. It was canceled after five seasons, so it's kind of didn't have a chance to get bad. And I wow. think it holds up. It holds. It holds up very well because it's. It was actually. It started as a like a workplace comedy, and then it just turned into this absurdist fucking crazy thing with like Jim and even yeah. Latka. Oh yeah, that's why well, I think the show up. holds up really well. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing that, that it's interesting that that's a show where they had like a main character, the you know, the sort of the country bumpkin right off the right off the bus. Remember him mm-hmm. in the first season? First season, and yeah. Then, like, and he kind of just just wasn't. I don't know. He just kind of got written off. He just. I think uh, John was his name. He was yeah. so boring. Right? He was just kind of dull. He was a little naive, but he just wasn't like. But you I know think what the his thing name is? is Randall Carver. Yeah, but life. you know what the thing is? I think because it was the same writers and producers as Cheers, that was kind of like the precursor to Woody. Really, they probably had that in mind. It was a similar. Oh not as, yeah, maybe yeah. You know, they always have that shit in mind. They're like, oh, they we were can- like, let's do that character again, except to have him be funny this time. Because <laughs> it was like Woody, but with no nothing. It, and he, you know, the guy was so boring and nothing. And he's literally an ensemble with these fucking like powerhouses. Yeah. You know, he's going up against Danny yeah. DeVito and Christopher, <laughs> and he. Just shows up and he's like, "Oh, my wife was kind of annoyed." Yeah. You know, Andy Kaufman. It's like insane. Uh, By the way, the thing, the thing with Taxi is, I watched it with my dad, and I saw the Danny DeVito character, and I'm like, "I love this guy. I want to be him." Like, who the fuck wants to be Danny DeVito in Taxi? Louis, but I just thought he was, such a, he was such a dirtbag, wise, you know, ball buster, and I just found him. I don't know. I was 
that is so funny like a kid being like that's who i want to be i it was it was like an early comedy influence i'm like this guy's fucking awesome no he was awesome on that show i mean well he he kind of was the one who became the biggest from the show i mean Mm -hmm. it's funny like a lot you know christopher lloyd and him were the two and i mean jed hirsch kind of but um the guy who like the the one who didn't really who kind of just bottomed out was Jeff Conaway and he was supposed to be like the well the stud. Yeah, that was substance. Yeah, that was substance stuff. Yeah, but meanwhile, yeah. Judd Hirsch, I just saw that Fableman's movie. He's eighty eight years old. I'm like, this guy looks fucking fantastic, man. Oh, really? He's been yeah, he's one of those guys who's been old ever since I was alive. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's see what Jack, Jack GDD says something about Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Judd Hirsch did a late night <laughs> show with Craig Ferguson. He, he was on Gotham Live. <laughs> he never did Craig Ferguson. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Josh Comer. Thanks for coming on and uh, enlightening us and giving us some uh, war stories. Yeah. From uh, the picket, direct from the picket line. Always fun. Are you going to go out picketing tomorrow? I, yeah, I do. Like I, I do a couple hours every day. Oh, that's I, fun. I, I can explore. I'll explore more uh, more venues. Yeah, check them out. Yeah. All right, all cool. Right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Good talk. Bye.